Welcome into Defeating the Curse. It's the FPLP show, Victory Week here in the nation's capital. Commanders got the dub. Carson Wentz proved to be worth it. Oh, man, I'm still flying high from that victory. It was a wild week one. Shout out to Joe, Razzle, and Stevie for covering for us, but FP and LP are back. We're going to give you the real recap of the Commander's win. We're going to give you the real inside scoop of what we actually think is the strengths and weaknesses of this team going into week two. Let's go. I'm I'm hyped. Are you still hyped, LP? Football is back. The Commanders are back. The fans are back at FedEx. It was a good game. I mean, <clears throat> sure. It's the Jags. The Jags suck, and the Commanders probably suck too. But it's a win. A win is a win. You go we negative had four fast. touchdown passes. Four touchdown passes. When was the last time we had that? Her cousins at some point in time. If even, right? I mean, we couldn't even get into the red zone. We couldn't even score in the red zone last year. So scoring four times, I mean, that's big, right? Um, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to digest here, a lot to unpack with Carson Wentz. Uh, so let's and, let's break it down from top to bottom, right? Like you hit on something that it, actually I do want to touch on was that crowd noise was legit. We the the fans came out full force. I'm still not going to go back to FedEx Field. I think there were still a couple pictures of leaky pipes, but I'll tell you what, you string along two, three, four wins, I can see this fan base ready to explode, ready to commit and 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 get back into the into FedEx. Yeah, the big thing you got to realize is the weather was supposed to be awful. It was supposed right. to be downpour rain the whole time. So people probably backed out. The lower bowl was packed. The upper bowl had some empty seats. I think the commander said it was like 50-something thousand fans, um, which finally they're actually coming out with real numbers because uh, yeah. if this was not, last not year or two crowd. years ago, they'd say, yeah, it's a sellout, right? No, but that um, crowd noise played a part, right? So the, the offense – They were pumped. They, they were pumped. You could see you could see the crowd noise give life to that team, especially when they needed it, right? So Carson comes out. The, the first 15 plays are scripted. We're moving the ball efficiently. Everybody's looking good, looking crisp. Curtis Samuel out of left field shuts all the critics down. He's back. I am excited for him. Just Scott Turner, the, the play calling, the packages, Logan Thomas, Armani Rogers, or whatever his name is, like everybody had – a little bit to do with that victory. And it's so exciting to see that. I mean, that's week one, right? Like you, your expectation is week two, week three, week four, you get crisper, you get better, you get more chemistry. And if you can string together a win like that, I guess it was the Jaguars, but you know what? Every fan in DC right now is going to pray that the Jaguars whoop up on the Colts in week two, dominate them. And if they do, if the Jags are actually that good, your overreaction for week one of the Commanders gets dialed back a little bit. Maybe the defense isn't so bad because the Jaguars drop a 40-burger on the Colts. You never know. Yeah, and there were certainly some coaching uh, decisions from Doug Peterson, uh, not getting uh, Travis Etienne the ball enough, things like that. Right. Right? Trevor Etienne Lawrence was, was, was having a rough day. He, I don't know, man. I think he's he's a good quarterback who's just not catching a break. right? And I that's kind of what happens with bad teams. Every right, pass Travis Etienne missing the touchdown. Um, what I like the most you know, on the on the defensive side of the ball, right? There's certainly the secondary has got some issues. Uh, Jem and Davis on uh, uh, Christian Kirk 
should never happen, right? Jem and Davis on a right. receiver in the slot should never mm-hmm. happen. There's certain things on the defense that need to be cleaned up, but I felt like the defensive line played as a unit, got, got pressure, pressure in Travis in uh, Trevor Lawrence's face. Uh, you got to talk about Depot, man. Forrest came in big for Cam Curl, right? He pro football focus, number one safety of the week. He came in huge, and and oh, was he? I was, yeah, I was excited when uh when we drafted him last year. I thought he should see a lot more field last year. He didn't. He's a player, man. He he can he can make some hits. That hit he had at the end, like that that pop. Woo. I mean, yeah, he was always a big hitter. Uh, the the question was, you know, can he play in the secondary? Um, and obviously the interception at the at the end was huge, but it was it was really a throw up, like right to him. Uh, because so, I mean, it, got his pressure. Yeah. It, yeah. Really, Trevor Lawrence was an, as an absolute idiot for throwing that game away right there because mm-hmm. you could live for another down. You're in four-down territory. There's no need to throw up that Hail Mary. Um, whatever. It wasn't a Hail Mary, but no need to throw up that, you know, that prayer uh, and, and hope that you someone know, comes down with it. Shout out to Ron because the old commanders, the Washington football team, the R-words, whatever – they would have found a way to lose that game. That was a game where you and I finish Sunday not saying a word to each other. You leave. We're depressed. We threw the game away. Oh, those picks cost us, whatever. But this team, this roster, the the character guys that Ron put in place, they rallied. They stood up. They, they got the win. The mistakes got uh, slimmed back after those interceptions, right? And, and once took ownership of those interceptions. I mean, one was just... One was a dud, right? And then the other one was kind of that that scream, that second intercep- interception. I mean, their D-end or whoever, the first overall pick, that was just a monster interception. I mean, Yeah, it was also a bad throw. Like, it was behind uh, whoever the running back Gibson, was. Like, yeah. It was a Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Carson owned it, right? And that's the big thing. The first thing he says in the locker room is, you know, you can see it on, the, on Commander's Twitter, right? Ron gives his speech. Right, uh, Carson's ball. like, I've effed up two plays that's on me but we came back right we turned it around and and that's big to see Carson uh be able to do that right because he could have folded right there he could have said oh crap you know here we go again two interceptions I'm I'm making those mistakes but you know he threw a dime to uh Terry McLaurin that throw to Terry McLaurin there's only a handful of QBs in the NFL that can make that throw 100% Heineke could not make that throw Oh, there's no way. It is what it is. Yeah. And then Fitch also the throw, Alex the throw to uh, Dotson, right? Uh, just thinking that I'm going to give this receiver a chance to make a play on the ball. And he put it in a spot where really, I mean, it's going to either be an incomplete or Dotson can, Dotson can uh, you know, make a play on the ball. So those are two big time grown man throws. I thought he had I mean, a good game. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really have much doubts in Carson. No, I listen. Let, let's talk about this because we're on the, the topic of, of Carson Wentz, right? So four TDs, two interceptions, right? If you look at Burrow, four interceptions. Stafford, three interceptions, right? Um, I think uh, Lamar had three interceptions. There's, there's uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers had two turnovers. I think it was a fumble and an interception. The, all your elite guys, Derek Carr, I think, had three. All your elite quarterbacks, right, the, the top ten, top five QBs, they had a rough week one. Right. But then you look at the flip side. Mahomes had five touchdowns. Who's who's right under him? Wentz with four. Like it's I'm like 
I understand that the media right now is kind of, oh, the roller coaster ride of Carson Wentz. You never know what you're going to get. If you give me four touchdowns and two interceptions a game, a game, which won't happen, I'm happy. Right? I'm yeah, happy. The, the big thing is you can teach uh, decision making. Yes. You can't teach talent. And what Carson right. showed on the field was he has a lot of talent. His decision making still is a little bit shaky. But as he grows in the offense, as he grows in confidence, right. he's going to know to eat that ball, right? And the, Throw that and ball the into the dirt against the screen. The, the, the late throw, room. that happens, right, in the NFL. Yeah. Like the, Tom Brady throws that throw all the time. It happens. Hap- yeah, happens all the time. But the receivers in that locker room, right, your, your three-headed beast, right, your Curtis, Terry, and Dotson now, you can see that they have faith and trust in Wentz. You can see the entire team. When Ron gave Wentz that game ball, he's not a locker room cancer. The whole team cheered him on. We were hyped for him. Again, we we mentioned this three, four podcasts in a row now. The the narrative on Wentz, I think, is unfounded, right? I don't think he is as bad as the media makes him out to be. I mean, he was... He was no, we've talked in about this many 2017 MVP. He, they don't like that him was for, MVP his, once. for his views and whatever happened last year, all those things. It's trash. It's trash. And, and he Especially deserves a little bit of, of blame for that, right? Because he still didn't show up in the in the Jags game. Uh, you know, he put himself in that position, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a new year, a new team, a team that has confidence in him, a coach that has confidence in him, and probably a coach that sees eye to eye with him on a lot of these things. So. Absolutely. I I think this marriage is going to go well for the commanders. Even better will be Scott Turner and what Scott Turner. You got to feel bad for him, right? Like he was asked for the last three years to be your offensive coordinator, to be your play caller with so many has-beens or unknowns that he couldn't really call a game plan the way he wanted to call game plan. He couldn't put in the packages that he wanted to put in. You can see just how exotic some of those packages looked on Sunday. Scott Turner is ready to to just unleash this playbook, right? Nobody in the NFL or, or the media can deny that, like, Norv Turner, Scott Turner, that entire kind of mindset of how they call plays doesn't work. It clearly does. You just need to have the right person on. I think we finally, I think we finally have the playmakers needed to 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 be aggressive to to go downfield to get those chunk plays we have it we can do it now yeah uh, let's talk a little bit more on the receivers and and the good things that we saw Curtis Samuel uh, had a coming out party in Washington uh, the way that he was used to me is I mean that's almost in a Debo role like uh, just just amazing to see him get back on the field do those types of things uh, running the jet sweep running up the middle. Yeah. You know, his catches, all those things, right? That's the Curtis Samuel that we signed a year ago, and he's finally that's, coming through. That's the last time we saw the last time we saw that version of Curtis Samuel was when he was torching us when we were playing the Panthers and he was on that team. Right? That's the last time that that version of Curtis came out. The one that is electric and uh, the the multi-use tool and can do it all. And then, yeah. yeah. It's just, the, the other impressive thing to me was it wasn't the Terry McLaurin show. We know what correct. Terry can do, and he took a backseat to all these other receivers. We well, know what uh, McKissick can do, leader, 
he also took a back seat. So, mm-hmm. like, these are the dependable guys when you're down and you need a playmaker, you get them the ball, right? And so we didn't need that, which was huge, um, that we still until have we that did in our pocket. It. Didn't need it until we did, and then they stepped up. Yeah. Terry stepped up, right? But, I mean, but but yes and no, because he could, he could have also taken that game over for 10 catches, 110 yards, you know, two touchdowns. Like, that's the Terry that we know can, can be, right? And he wasn't yeah, that. But the hope is he never. Sunday, but but you don't need that. The hope is owners. you don't need that. Yeah. Suck yeah. for fantasy owners. But ideally, the Carson spreads the love and, and Terry's four receptions for 80 yards and two touchdowns or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But well, now let's talk about the bad. Right. Because there was some bad. This wasn't a this wasn't a blowout Washington win. It wasn't a, a game to perfection. There was plenty of bad. Uh, and in my mind, I saw. The first drive of the game, um, Jacksonville moved down the field. Um, right before half, we struggled. Right after half, we struggled. And I looked to you when we were watching the game, and I said, you know, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, same <laughs> old team, right? Like, we can't close out a half. We can't. We, we come out flat. We come out of this, the half flat. And that's what happened, right? If we can fix those things, I don't know. I don't know what it is that this team cannot just be ready to go once the whistle blows. You got to uh, change. We got to change up the halftime snacks, man. Like orange slices and Capri Suns don't kick work anymore. We need like lines of Coke and five hour energies or something in that locker room. Something, right. I, I don't know. Right. Um, but overall, I thought JDR called a good game. Like we saw exotic blitzes. We saw William Jackson coming off the corner two times. We saw yeah. Forrest blitzing. Um, and we we hadn't seen that in like what three years that that Jack's been here. We 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 saw Jack say, okay, you know, four defensive linemen go out and get the quarterback, and they never do. Uh, so I liked it that we saw more aggressive blitzing. And to me, it, it actually reminded me of a little bit of our Greg Williams defense, right? The corner blitzes, yeah, safety that. blitzes, exotic packages. We uh, John we Allen like our, sweeping our around, sweat the entire time, which is nice, right? And we we made yeah we made some plays. I mean, obviously, look, like, uh, William Jackson and, and McCain, like, they they did some stuff good, some stuff bad. I still don't think they warrant how much we're paying them. I want to see more out of them. But then... And he got like, kind of fuller in that in that picture, yeah, too, because he didn't exactly. have a good game. And he had, Secondary like, those, did not those, have a good those, game. those bad penalty calls. That was garbage. It was, like, two PIs back-to-back. Yeah. yeah, right. And then, I mean, again, you go back now, you go down to the linebackers, right? Jamin on... on uh, Kirk, like you Kirk. said, and then Holcomb completely whiffing on the running TD by Etienne, I think, just completely whiffed on him, didn't make that stop, and then all of a sudden you're down two points or whatever the score was at that point. It's There's a lot to clean up, but the good thing is when you win, I think B. Mitch said this, when you win a game, regardless of how you won, the players come in amped up. The players come in buying a little bit more. The players come in ready to be critiqued and clean up the specifics that you point out on film. If this was a loss, you're it's so much more of an uphill battle to, to go against the Lions, who, fun fact, first time in, what, 24 games that they are favored to win? First time in 24 games the Lions are favored to win. That is some stick-it-on-the-wall, throw-a-rock-at-it-Ron-Rivera motivation for the locker room right there. Yeah, I mean they had 35 points, but they're still the Lions, right? They still have Jared Goff as their quarterback. 
Uh, yeah, DeAndre which I think he Swift had like had a, a pick uh, and a fumble. Yeah, Swift, uh, you know, was playing out of his mind. But, you know, he's a force to be reckoned with. He's something that we have to game plan around. But who else do they have? Armand Smith-Brown or whatever his name is? It's about it. Like, this should be a commander's win. Uh, it, it should be. be. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely going to be a, a physical game. And the the hope is that you come out of it healthy because those lions kind of look like they're uh, they're a little chippy. They're gonna they're gonna be a little dirty. That's that's kind of the vibe that I get from it. Um, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, we can talk about the injuries. Uh, Fedarian Mathis uh, out for the year. Uh, really tough to see because I, I thought he actually meniscus, had a good. Right? Yeah, I thought he had a good. You know, he several solid. plays that he had in there. Um, it's a little annoying that. We had to sign what's his name? Some people either body presence tackle. I forgot his name. Um, it's an it's annoying that our D line depth is already struggling when you lost Ionitis and Settle. And I'm sure Joe or Steve or somebody probably touched on this. It 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 kind of irks you that we had all this homegrown depth that was start starter caliber on another team. And now we're like, oh, we need yeah. – Yeah, it's annoying in name only. We say that we had depth and they were starter caliber and all these things, right? But how good has our defensive line been the past two years? Not very good. Right. We, we have the names, but they never but, played as a unit. So they never played up to their potential. Here's the problem that I don't think anybody – Tim really Settle played uh, on. 20 snaps in the past three years. But here's, here's the issue that nobody's really touching on. With that injury to Mathis – you can't evaluate him throughout the season to help you make a decision on pain this off season. Do you let pain out the door or do you say, you know what? Let's bite the bullet and pay him because pain had a fantastic game. Pain did great. And and maybe he's playing for that next contract, that next team, but he was, he was earning his paycheck in week one. And now the team as a whole is kind of, backed into a corner about what do we do with pain? Our drafted pick can't be out there to, to help us make that decision. Yeah. That, it's, that, that so, it's a, so Washington thing, right? That Very. pain is going to have a monster year mm-hmm. and I, I can't really see it any other way than, than he's going to have a monster. He's probably going to outplay John Allen this year. Um, yeah, I can see that, but you know what? I mean, That's a problem for the off season and we'll worry about it later. Exactly. I do want to touch on one thing though. Somebody had a game for themselves chip on their shoulder, Antonio Gibson. Led the, the led the team in reception yards, right? He came out there, and and he was on a mission to say, I can still play in this league. I was still a 1,000-yard rusher. I can still make plays. Trust me with the ball. And he did that. And, and you and I touched on it. So the Curtis Samuel fumble, it was good that it was Curtis that fumbled and not Antonio Gibson because that would have rocked Scott and Ron and the entire game plan for the rest of that game. If it was your running back, if it was Gibson yeah, specifically absolutely. that fumbled. I mean, he still only had 50 something yards rushing. So we still have a gap in, in our like up the gut rushing game. And uh, B Rob uh, was on the bike today. So that's promising, but I still don't see him playing. Um, you know, obviously he's not allowed to play for the first four games, but I mean, I could see it kind of dragging on a little bit. He did get shot in his knee. Hey, I'll tell you um, but what, either way, if, like, if week five, week back. six roll around and you have B-Rob and Gibson kind of as your workhorse running backs, I love it. I love it. Yeah, and McKissick like, as your change of pace guy. 
Yeah. Probably the best I mean, change classic... of pace guy in the NFC East, or in the certainly in the NFC East, but one of the best in the NFC. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And and classic Ron coaching teams, or like those those Panther teams, it's always been thunder and lightning, two running back, change of pace, pound the rock type teams that he's had. We have the pieces. We just need B Rob to continue the rehab, and hopefully that that works to our favor. It would be amazing if if the Commanders could be similar to the Eagles last season, where out of the blue, they just become a rushing machine, right? And they just start pounding the rock. You don't even have to worry about your amazing receivers because you're so good, so efficient at running the ball. But then that brings us to another concern is the O-line kind of dinged up, right? That interior guard center guard kind of dinged up they did they did great right like they 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 held their own i think once got what sacked once maybe? i think once yeah I, I i see what you're saying i don't think it's an issue right because trey turner was brought in to be the starter schweitzer it's a hamstring right so you know he may be out uh, a week two weeks three weeks four weeks whatever it is batman soft tissue getting in, yeah. in shape trey turner is still supposed to be the the starter right so not a huge drop off there. Now, what what would worry me is that if the center goes down, I don't know who would who would kind of jump in to play center because Schweitzer was our backup center. There's not there's yeah. not another center on the on the team right now. Yeah. So I'll tell e- you either what, though, way, there were some plays of Chase. I don't know if you saw. He pulled in one play, and he was laying out some blocks. Right, like he he sealed the edge, laid down a block, went downfield, came back sealed the guy that was coming back and I think it was on like a I think it was on like a Curtis jet sweep or something and he just he was playing really well really yeah, super really underrated well. super Very underrated good. I'm optimistic about this team I really am um you know for week 1 of you know you expect pieces to be broken and pieces to be fixed and all those things Outside of a little bit in the secondary, I didn't see any glaring holes. I thought Jamin I Davis think, actually played a good game. Outside yeah. of covering Christian Kirk, which should never happen. We've talked about that many times. And I think <laughs> Ron looks at that tape and he's like, why the hell is this <laughs> the case? This yeah, should never I happen. Mean, it should never happen. But I think when Cam Curl comes back, I think he is the best or the most suited at getting the communication straightened out in that secondary. I think that 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 elevates the secondary a lot when he can come back hopefully sooner than later but he's definitely that that missing he practiced today he practiced so he probably should be good to go i mean he i think he was saying he was ready to go i think the only thing was uh was he gonna play with a cast or not soft cast hard cast whatever it was Uh, yeah um i think he was just waiting for the stitches to kind of heal a little bit um yeah I, i think if he can come back um I mean, he's a force. He's a force in the run game. He's a force uh, in the secondary. Probably, what, our best defensive player? Yeah. Well, yeah, Close. I think uh, in secondary, for sure, the best. Um, I don't I don't want to look too far ahead. So I'm, I'm shifting gears here. I don't want to look too far ahead past the Lions. But if we recap Sunday in the NFC East, the Eagles – they put up a lot of points. They're going to be an interesting game. 
The Giants looked like they're sort of having a resurgence with, with Saquon, and that defense kind of held their own against Derrick Henry and the number one seed in the AFC. But, I mean, the Titans aren't really what they were last year, and it was a, it was a nail-biter for them. And then you have the Cowboys. Dak goes down again. Zeke, no receivers. McCarthy's terrible. From right now, after like Sunday night, if you're the commander's roster and you're sitting in the ice tub and you're recovering and you're getting taped up and you're driving home, if you see what happened in the East and you see what you did, what your team did, you should be really, really excited that with our strength of schedule, with the guys that we have on the field and what we did on Sunday, players are going to say they're not looking past the Lions. They all are. I'm I am a lot more optimistic this Wednesday than I was last Wednesday that we could surprise the league a little bit. I certainly picked the the Commanders to lose. <laughs> I think I did too. But that's just because it's hard to overwrite 20 years of history. But yeah, I just and, and we know we know how this goes. Honestly, if, if you look at if you look at Sunday holistically the entire nfl let's let's cut it in half if you look at just the nfc who scares you in the nfc the vikings looked great against the packers yes the buccaneers it's also it's also week one right like i know but i'm i'm just saying it's the week of overreactions but look at look at the nfc right the seahawks were doo-doo okay the cardinals put up a choke bird uh i mean maybe the saints and the Falcons can surprise you, right? The, the Panthers struggled against the Bears with, with Jacoby. It's just, there's not really anything scaring me in the NFC, mainly because of Aaron Rodgers and, and, and the dud that the Packers put up and the fact that the Buccaneers have 7,000-year-old Tom Brady. And yes, they won, but they put up, what, one touchdown against the Cowboys and Dak wasn't even on the field? So the, the, the defense was winded. Like, I, I'm not I'm not saying that we could go far in the East or in the NFC, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, it's a, it's it's at More a very so minimum, now than last we're going to be competitive at on week 17, right? Week 15, 16, 17, we will be at least competing. We should be at least competing uh, for the division and not only for just the wild card. I, I'm I mean, trying to look for game props uh, for this week. I can't find them. I think the Lions I'm get, are. I'm gonna get them. Three-point favorite. I'm looking for over/unders. Check them out here. My parlays got destroyed this yeah. week. Not I mean, one it's... parlay went through. I think it was the Colts losing to or tying the Texans that broke me. Uh, and there was another big upset. I think it was Seahawks Broncos, maybe, that broke my parlay. I put a lot of money on Geno under 212 yards, and uh, that was a winner. Winner, hey, winner. Hey, you know what, Geno? If he could do that next week, there's going to be some real conversation going on about Pete Carroll and like Coach of the Year type talk from two wins with Geno Smith. 
I just don't see them sustaining, man. <clears throat> Gino is just, I mean, he's not good. He There's might have no that to... dog that Heineke has in him where if everything works works out, right, no major mistakes, you can get the win depending on your your opponent. But, yeah, he, he might have that dog in him. I mean, they wrote me off. I didn't write back. Like, come on, Gino. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm giving up on uh, finding the over-under. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, struggle mode here. Come on, man. Well, we need we need a buffer here. This is this is awkward silences. Are we picking our are we picking our our winners for the week? I could do that. Bring up the schedule. Do a little screen share for me. Let's go. Quick quick fire though. Quick fire wins and losses. All righty, here we go. First game is okay tomorrow. Chargers Chiefs. That's gonna be a good game. It's I'm going gonna Chiefs. be great. Actually, you know what? Chiefs. I'm gonna go Charver Chargers to to upset. No, I'm going Chiefs. Panthers Giants. I'm actually Giants going Giants. I'm going Panthers. No, I'm going Giants. I think Saquon has another big game. Steelers Patriots. Steelers Patriots looked awful. Steelers terrible. Mac Jones hurt his back, but I think he's back at practice. Steelers all the way. Saints uh, with Jameis actually look pretty pretty good. Saints Bucks, but I'm gonna go Bucks. Yeah, you gotta go Bucks. I could see actually. The Bucks I don't know. Bucks school. always lose to Saints. Yeah, I could the, see the, the Tom Bucks Brady lose. Bucks, and it's at New Orleans. I might go Saints on that one. I'm gonna go Saints there. Uh, Jets. Um, uh, I think Browns. what's his name's back. I don't know. He was at least at practice today. Zach Jets Wilson. Browns. Yeah. I'm going Browns. That's yeah. Jets, I just have no faith in them. I'm going Browns. Dolphins, Ravens. That's actually gonna be a pretty good AFC matchup. Um I might actually go Dolphins. I'm gonna go Ravens. Colts I think Jags. Tyreek, Tyreek's working out for him. Colts, Jags. I'm this gonna is go Jags. The game that, that every DC fan wants the Jags to dominate, right? So I'm going Jags. I think Jags the Jags can can pull this off. I think uh, Travis Etienne uh, gets the workload here. Uh, Commanders-Lions. The homer in me is going Commanders. <clears throat> the realist uh, hopefully in me is it's going not Lions a because, just because. So, so Washington. Yeah. Seahawks-Niners. Mm, this is a hard one. I have zero faith in Trey Lance. Elijah Mitchell. I have zero sir. faith in Geno Smith. I think this is a tie. I might <laughs> just take this game as a tie. It's got to be plus be like 300. Yeah. Wow. Falcons, Rams. Rams don't put up two duds in a row. They'll come yeah, out. Yeah, Rams are coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texans, Broncos. Broncos won't. Uh, Broncos won't. Broncos won't put two duds up. No. Would you have kicked? Hell no. Why would you spend all that money and all those picks to go get Russell Wilson and then pull him off the field and kick? I mean, even I the coach Russell the next Wilson day. on fourth and six had a 57% completion, like a uh, percentage like of, of getting a first down. Yeah. Why would a you? A 64 I mean, yarder was like an 8%. It makes no sense why you would. I, like, I get it. I get the conservative thought, but you went out and you got Russ. It's week one. 
And you had time. You wasted time on the <laughs> yeah. clock to do that. Yeah. Raiders, Cardinals. I'm going to go Raiders. Yeah. I, I, it's yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, I'm going Raiders. Bengals, uh, Cowboys, easy. Cowboys have no Bengals. chance. Nothing. Yeah. I'm going to put a lot Bears. of money on the Bengals because that should be an easy win for them. Bears, Bears Packers. Packers is easy. There's Aaron no way that. Aaron owns Chicago. Aaron, yeah. Aaron's not going to come out with two duds. And I think historically, the Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers duo, I think they always drop week one, and then they go on to win 12 in a row. And then, whoa, 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 is there two games on Monday Night Football? There's the doubleheader. Why right. wasn't that last week? I don't know. Maybe this, this week. I don't that's, know. That's weird. Titans, Bills. Bills all the way. They're, yeah, Bills, Bills are the Super Bowl favorites for a reason. Vikings, Eagles. That's wow, actually Eagles a really are, good Eagles game. are favored to win. It's in Philly, but Eagles are favored to win. That's a really interesting game. Um, I'd love to see Kirk Cousins in Philly. What's his record in Philly? I just, I don't know. Justin Jefferson, prime time. He's just, he might explode even but more than you he can did also say Kirk Packers. Cousins, prime time. I think he's spelled. That, I think the that Eagles rumor. wins. I think the Eagles no. win. That'll be a fun Dude, game to that, watch, that's that, for sure. That Vikings defense made Aaron Rodgers look like doo-doo. You think Jalen Hurts is going to do well? No way. Yeah, that's true. Vikings that's a, all that's a good slate of games, though, this week. That's a great slate of games, yeah. All right, let's wrap up the show. Who is going to be the leading receiver this week for the Commanders? It was Antonio Gibson last week at 76 yards or something like that. Who's going to be the leading receiver this week. I'm going to go curveball. J.D. McKissick. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ron and Scott loved showing off Curtis Samuel last week. I mean, he got he definitely got the most targets. Um, now, it was a lot of short passes, screens, whatever. But I could see him getting a leading receiver this week. I can see for the first four weeks. I could see him so, breaking one. I can see him bringing one, but I can see Ron's mentality for the first four games or so is heavy usage, light usage, heavy usage, light usage, heavy I usage. I can see that too. Usage, just to kind of see how he responds after a month of full, full gameplay. I could see that too. Yeah. I could also see Terry McLaurin coming back and having a huge game. Uh, I mean, AJ Brown had a big game for the Eagles, right? So. Yeah, Devontae Smith had zero. Zero. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. You're on my fantasy team. Thanks. Well, you know, last year he had he got shut down by the Lions as well, and then he exploded. It might just be that the Lions have Smith's number, but the secondary is able to give up big plays, so that's exciting. I think we're both excited for the game. Um, We're both excited for the season. The NFL is back. This is the best time of year. Uh, October is right around the corner, so we're going to get hockey, basketball, baseball, and football all at once. And not to mention, the uh, the World Cup is right around the corner. Oh, very true. We're going to have to maybe do a, a World Cup show. I know Joe's probably chomping at the bit to do one of those. Yep. Champions League is back. MLS is uh, about to start the playoffs. And uh, Snore. I have been missing my parlays for once oh, i'm excited baby commanders 2-0 oh. 
you know Hail what? to the commanders. I'm, I'm going to end it with this. I loved how those uniforms looked. I loved them. I loved the white. Everyone was against the white, sharp. except... LP loved it first. Everybody That's hated right. the the mesh coloring. You loved it. You were right. I, so I, I guess we, we wear a burgundy this week because it's an away game? Yes. Yeah, because we only wear black twice. So, yeah, it'll be burgundy. Hopefully it's not color rush. Hopefully it's burgundy on white. I don't think we can do color rush unless it's a Thursday night game. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, Maybe not. Seahawks did it yesterday. It was Monday night. Yeah, that's true. But I think that's just their, their normal uniforms. It doesn't matter. The whites look good. The the burgundies, you know, they they look like they they did last year. There's not right. that much difference. Let's wrap up the 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 show. Give me a final score. Commanders Lions. Well, I just picked the Lions to win, so <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, 27-24 Lions. I'm going 32-28 Commanders. Hail to the Commanders. Hail to the Commanders, baby. Listen to all our stuff on uh, 